0: And welcome to Fitspeak, the Fraser Valley's only fitness, wellness, and endurance sports podcast. I'm Kevin Hines along with Kevin Watt. We're brought to you by TriJoy, the spirit of multisport. Prepare for your first triathlon by attending the TriJoy Cultus Lake training camp the weekend of June 10th and 11th. It's two days of training, tips, and race specific preparation. Visit our link on the Fitspeak homepage. That's TriJoy, the spirit of multisport. We're also brought to you by Cedar Valley Massage and Wellness Clinic, offering massage therapy, chiropractic care, and psychological services. See them at cedarvalleymassage.ca. And we're also brought to you by Wenting's Cycle and Mountain in Mission. You're listening for the Wenting's Word of the Week for your chance to win the prize. You hear the word and you say it to Leah, Elizabeth, Bruce, or Dylan the next time you are at Wenting's, and you win a prize. It's just that easy. On the program today, installment four of Bob's Bits we will have our Fit Tip of the Week, our upcoming event schedule, which keeps getting bigger and bigger. Today's feature interview is local race director Phil Ellis from Peninsula Runners stopping by to tell us about this weekend's Heritage to Hatsik Race admission. Just before we get into our local race results from the worlds of running, cycling, and triathlon, it's time to see who Kevin Watt has for this week's shout-outs.
1: Starting off with FitSpeak's Instagram shoutouts, hashtag FitSpeak shoutout, swim, bike, run with Romy, a great Instagram page to remind us all why we do what we do. Show Romy some love and follow him. Another big shout out to seven foot tall and with an even bigger smile, one lucky biker, always riding and mentoring cyclists out there. Another big shout out goes out to OG Jace, Forty-eight underscore 15 underscore dirty underscore freaks hailing all the way from Brooklyn, New York always posting awesome bike courier videos bro speedy recovery made Fit Speaks day with today's sick vid follow him and his posse and one more shout out Fit Speak listeners this one goes out to Kim Paddington a very famous violin player hailing from Vancouver Island who's always liking FitSpeak's posts Thank you, Kevin. And right now, what we'd like to do for our FitSpeak listeners
0: is introduce you to the newest partner in our podcast, F2C Nutrition out of Pitt Meadows. F2C is a local company that's breaking into the field of endurance sports products. This, of course, is the kind of stuff you'd use on your long runs, swims, and bike rides. We'll be having a rep from the company on an upcoming FitSpeak podcast to explain the range of products they offer and what makes them better than stuff like Gatorade and Power Bar. To introduce you to the taste and performance of the product, we're teaming up with F2C in an Instagram contest. Here's how the contest works. The first thing you need to do is post a picture or a video on Instagram of you doing your thing, be it crushing the mission grind, storming up Sumas Mountain, or swimming across Cultus Lake, something epic like that. After you post that picture or video, tag three friends along with Fitspeak and F2C Nutrition and use the discount code hashtag, all in caps, Fitspeak15. That's Fitspeak15. If you are one of our lucky winners of the F2C Glyco Endurance Powder, we'll let you know through Instagram direct message. Enter the contest as many times as you want. The contest begins on Thursday, April 6th. The contest closes at 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Monday, April 10th. As we here at Fitspeak are committed to keeping it local, our contest is limited to Greater Vancouver and Fraser Valley athletes only. Just before we get into this week's feature interview with Phil Ellis, who will be telling us about this year's Heritage Tahatsik race in Mission, here is the Wentings Word of the Week. Flanders. Mention Flanders, the Belgian one, not the Simpson one, to any of the staff members at Wentings to claim your prize. That word again is Flanders. And now, here is our conversation with Phil Ellis from Peninsula Runners. So first of all, Phil, can you tell us where and when the run is taking
2: place? Yeah, so the run is taking place April the 9th this year, starting at 9 o'clock. Um, we're in a slightly different location than last year. We're not right at the school this time. We're down actually in the park and in Heritage Park um, near the band Shell is where you'll um, be able to come and get your number if you haven't already and uh, Yeah, so that's where it's starting and, and it's gonna be a great venue I think so
0: and one of the things uh, that a lot of people are wondering uh, what is parking going to be like?
2: Yeah, there's not as much parking down there as it was at the school. However, there is a parking lot there, and then there's quite a lot of parking along the roads. And um, up near the start, people can park there as well. So um, I don't think there should be, will be a difficulty parking there, either on Mary Street or in the parking lot right there on Mary Street.
0: This is a fundraising run. How much does it cost to enter?
2: Uh, you know, what? depends when you enter. The early bird is past but uh, if you're doing the 5k I believe it's uh, $25 right now $35 for the 10k and then uh, as long as you do that by the end of the month and then it bumps up another $5 after that so and there's a $10 discount if somebody's under 19 19 or under
0: so a bit of incentive to get the whole family out and race for cheaper. Um, this race has been around in one way or the other for quite some time. It's now called the uh, the Mission Heritage to Hatsik for the uh, Hospice Society. What is this year's course looking like?
2: It's looking pretty good. We're going to start just up above the park um, on Fifth Avenue there. So you'll get a fast first kilometer down into the park. And then after that, it's uh, there's a few little gentle rolls kind of going out of the park towards Jasper. Avenue and then um, it's pretty, it'll be flatter than last year and then when you come back the last few kilometers it will be either all slightly down or flat so it'll be a nice fast finish. I
0: remember in the past doing uh, different variations of the run, we had quite the uphill coming out of uh, Heritage Park there to the finish line in the school and you know all those dreams of a sub 40 10k were pretty much crushed. Perhaps a chance at uh, some personal best for our runners.
2: Yeah, I've tried to set it up. So, you know, net net downhill um, and then that last few Ks, there's no hills in it. It's Yeah, that's that little surprise hill's gone. Okay. So it'll be good for that, yeah.
0: And uh, that's quite a feat considering this race is taking place in Mission. So uh, <laughs> it's quite miraculous you could find a stretch. How can a person sign up?
2: You can sign up. Uh, you can go online. There is a, a link off the Peninsula Runners website, which is penron.ca um, I think you can get the link, you should be able to get the link off the Mission Hospice uh, website as well.
0: And in addition to that, on our FitSpeak webpage, we'll have a link. So uh, if listeners are uh, scrambling for a pen or whatnot, trying to text this into their phone, don't worry. We'll, we'll have the link for you. Uh, so uh, no, not to worry about that. The race has been around for a while. Now, you're fairly new to the organizing of this race, considering the, the long history of it. What were your motivations for, uh, for getting into this?
2: You know, first we got involved as a sponsor, right? The the guys that have been doing it for a long time, the the Hill Stompers had wanted us to come on board as a sponsor. And we came on as a sponsor and to help them, we actually designed the course that similar to this one, but last year's course, which uh, obviously now we've redesigned the new course. So we came on, uh, I think that's like five years ago. And then after being as a sponsor, the guys, you know, they've been doing it a long time and they were like, you know what, we'd like to take a step back. We want you to take more of the leadership role. We want the event to go on, but we kind of want to take a step back. So um, we said, yeah, you know what, we'll, we'll try it. And you know what, there's good, good response from the community. I love helping the hospice uh, society, Angel at the hospice there uh, helps to promote this run. And it's uh it's you know running is what we like and what we do and we've been doing for a long time, so I kind of like it. It's a throwback to the old style races a little bit, right, so kind of a good 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 community run
0: uh what do you find the biggest challenges in setting up a race?
2: Yeah, thankfully, we're on fairly quiet streets, but yeah, you do have to go through the uh process of getting the uh city on or in this mission district on side. Um, I would say mission is easier than most municipalities to deal with and, um, and maybe it's because of the history there that could be part of the reason but uh, you know yeah you got to you know dealing with the, the facility rental and just making sure everything kind of comes together obviously race morning is always going to be hectic but uh, um, it's fun
0: and how many people did you get in last year's race
2: uh, last year we were just under 100, we, um, but this year we're hoping uh, 150 or so would be a good goal, I think, for this year. And you've got different distances? 5 and 10K, yes. So 5K um, and 10K both start at the same spot, but the 10K obviously goes further out into Hatsik there. So.
0: And uh, one more question, uh, where do the profits of the run go?
2: They all go to the Mission Hospice, and the Mission Hospice uh, this year is uh, designated all those funds to go to help send kids to uh, a summer camp that they deal with. Obviously, these are kids that are uh, you know, dealing with some health issues, and so um, that's where all their funds are going to go this year, all the funds for this run, so it's a great cause. And could you remind us again how we can sign up for the race? uh penrun.ca or on, online on on your web off of uh the Fit's Fit's Beep Beep. you know what the other thing is if you're going to be if you're you're not sure and you want to sign up later on we are going to package pickups going to be at wentings on oh, okay. friday april the 7th from five to eight and you can sign up there then as well as well as get your number you can even sign up in the morning we want to be you know <laughs> so, plenty plenty so plenty of opportunities so choice one online
0: choice number two at Wentings for the package pickup the uh, the Friday previous to the race and uh if you're sick or injured or you think you're injured and you're maybe getting in better shape you can sign up the morning of the race which once again is on
2: sunday sunday april the 9th and the ra- run starts at nine o'clock so if you're going to sign up on the morning get there by eight i'd say you know to give yourself time to do that
0: just a couple of fun questions phil before we let you go um you've been obviously running forever as long as many of us have um one of your favorite places to go for a long run here in the fraser valley what what would that be for you Oh,
2: you know what? I love the trail from Douglas Taylor Park down across the railway, or across the railway down to the river, and then out to the Mission Bridge and back that's about 14k i love the finish the last few k kind of going uphill that's probably one of my favorite uh, as well as campbell valley i just love running in campbell valley park and south langley there but those are probably my two favorite trail runs or just places to run i just love running mm-hmm. on the trails like that i don't like the real aggressive trails but i do love those uh you know the trails where you can just run hard but you're away from the traffic and mm. just in your own uh space so yeah, yeah those are my two favorite spots one last quick question here are you a coffee guy not a big coffee guy, but I love going to coffee houses. So Okay,
0: any, any favorites in the area that you'd like to uh, let us in on?
2: I like Wentings in Fort Langley, so okay. yeah, I think that's fairly popular with a lot of runners that go running over there. That would be my favorite for sure. Okay, well
0: thank you so much for your time, and uh, best of success on the run.
2: All right, well thank you, and we encourage everybody to come out and support a great cause. So
0: Out in Burnaby on Sunday, the 12th Mitchell Hudson's Tri Events held their St. Patrick Day-themed green socks run there were three different distances a half marathon a seven miler and for the speedsters a 5k we're taking a look at the top three male and female finishers in each let's go long first and take a look at the top three half marathon female finishers taking first it was katherine short in a time of just over one hour and 41 minutes two minutes behind taking silver was carla parsons And rounding out the female podium for the half marathon just a half second back was Christina Schultz. Over with the men in the half marathon, our overall winner in a time of 1.25.15 was Irving Tang. Over one minute later, taking second, David Arnotti, and third in the men's half marathon was Paul Taylor with a 1.27.16. In the Green Sox 7-mile race, the men's and overall winner was Kevin Oldno. He went 42-43. Men's silver was Albert Nomura in 47-13. 30 seconds behind him, Richard Stock in 47-44. An interesting note, all top three men of the race were in the 40-49 age group. The seven-mile winner in the women's category was the 2nd place finisher overall. Her name, no stranger to the FitSpeak race results report, the young Olivia Willett. She came in in a time of 45 minutes. Six minutes behind Olivia, taking second in the women's seven-mile race, was Carrie Lloyd. And third overall female, Mina Myung, in a time of 52 minutes. Let's stick with the women's womeners. This time for the 5K contest and topping the podium with a time of 24-25 was Sarah Pedley. Silver was Jess Nolan who ran a 26:36, and taking third overall for the women's 5K was Robin Campbell. Robin went just under 29 minutes. Men's 5K results saw Tyler Sparrow squeak in just under 18 minutes to take first. Second place was three minutes back, John Hooft. And the third place position in the men's 5K with a time of 24.33 was Kai Bordwaj. Over at UBC on Saturday, March 11th, the Canadian multi-sports season started off on a soggy note for the annual UBC duathlon and triathlons. Let's get started with the top three males in the Olympic distance, this distance also sometimes called the standard distance. It features a 1.5k swim, a 40k bike and finally a 10k run. The gold medal performance was from Sebastian Monroe in a time of 201. We wonder if he could have gone sub-2 if that swim to bike transmission transition rather was just a little bit shorter. In second, over 12 minutes back, Michael Wood in 213. And taking the bronze in the male Olympic distance was Ryan Muir in 2 hours and 15 minutes. Over on the female side, gold was Michelle Hannigan in 215. Silver, Claire Robinson in 2:20 one and taking third was Kia Wheeler in 232. A Noteworthy performance in the 60 to 64 age group was Abbotsford triathlon coach Mikey Ross turning in a suspicious 109 bike on route to a 13th overall and of course winning his age group and also from ATC doing his first ever triathlon was David Taylor. David checked in with a time of three hours and three minutes. Over to the sprint distance, featuring a 750-meter swim, 20k bike, and a 5k run. In the female division, the overall winner was Vanessa Tilson in a time of 1.13. Taking second place was Melissa Young, 7 minutes back, going 1 hour and 20 minutes. And in third place, Jessica Hainstock in 1.23. For the men, it was local pro Jeff Simons turning in a time of 103. Eight minutes behind him, Thomas Watson, and rounding out the men's sprint podium in a time of one hour and 13 minutes was Matt Baumeister. In the duathlon, now that's the event that featured a 5k run, 20k bike, and then another 5k run. The men's podium featured Nick Patnude at the top in a time of 1.14. Two minutes back was Ben Armstrong, and third overall in the male duathlon was Winston Gow in a time of one hour and 16 minutes. The female division saw Morgan Cabot hammer the rest of the women's field as well as most of the men. Morgan was the first female and fourth overall in a time of 119. Jennifer Moreauz took the silver in 127, and in third, just two minutes back, was Janet Purdom.
1: Over in the world of cycling at Bradner, here are the race results from the Escape Velocity Spring Series race. From Saturday, April first, it was wet and it was rainy out on the Bradner course. Uh, in men's cat one two, Jeffrey Werner uh, racing for Langwa Brown coming in first place again. Langwa Brown racing in second place, Nigel Kinney, and in third place, Jake Cullen. Men's cat three racing for Cannondale Fortius, uh, Eric. Inkster, in second place, Nick Monette for the Victoria Wheelers, and in third place, Michael Wigner for Langwa Brown Racing. Women's Cat 1-2 Racing, racing for Pender Racing, coming in first place, Haley Jill, and in second place, racing for the Fearless Femme Racing Team, Joni Curran, In third place, Rachel Canning, racing for Fluvlog's Crit Nasty. In Category 4, men's division. In first place, racing for United Velo, Daniel Malley. In second place, racing for Pender Racing, Jay Gunzik. And in third place, racing for Victoria Wheeler's, Jackson Brosnick. Honorable mention to Kevin Hines, our FitSpeak podcast host, and representing out of Quinnell, Mike Moody. All right, folks, and in Category 3, in the women's division, racing out of Vancouver. In first place, Joelle Del- Hayes, And in second place, racing for Team Fresh Air Athena, Alicia Miller. In third place, Laura Janel. In category 5, racing for Team Coastal out of Surrey. First place, David Perry. And an honourable mention to Keith Eng out of Burnaby. In category 4, women's division, First place, Pamela Troyer, and racing for Steed Cycles in second place, Jess Daniels. Third place finisher, Kristen Hansen, racing for Pender Racing. Of note, don't forget to sign up for Jeremy's Roubaix coming up on April 9th in Pitt Meadows. And while we're still talking about cycling and cycling events, let's not forget to register for the Quintiple MFR found on Facebook. It's coming up shortly. And there's also another big cycling event that's gonna be coming up on June 24th in Chilliwack. And that is the Positive Spin Cycle, 100 kilometer and 200 kilometer ride, raising awareness for mental health. Details can be found on their website. And the ride is just $40 and comes with a t-shirt and of course beer.
0: In our upcoming event schedule, as we heard earlier in our program coming up this Sunday, that's Sunday, April the 9th, there's still time to jump into the Heritage Tahatsik race in Mission. Drop by Wentings on Friday to sign up or check our links page. Staying with running, this time out in Maple Ridge, we want to remind you of the new free running club to join. Michael and Victor invite all runners of all abilities to come out and get fit together with the Golden Ears Running Club. To get the details of this week's run, go to our events links page. Out in Coquitlam at the end of the month, that's on Saturday, April 29th, it's the return of the classic Creek Triathlon. This is an off-road affair that features a 300-meter swim, a 15-kilometer bike, and a 4.5-kilometer run. Just the kind of low-key event you might want to try if you're new to our sport. Check out the events page at runningroom.com for more information on that one. Out in Abbotsford, if you're looking to shake up your fitness routine at the rec center there, they're featuring the Mudder Muscles Training Sessions. These are for everyone, but especially those folks who are looking to take on the challenge of a Tough Mudder competition. It's a combination of cardio and muscle building. That's the Mudder Muscle Training Sessions in Abbotsford. Check out our health, fitness, and endurance events page for the dates and the times. And that's your upcoming event schedule. One of the cool things about being involved in endurance sports and having your own podcast is that quite often you get a chance to meet many of your heroes or folks who have done heroic things. In the next few months, you'll be introduced to many of them from the worlds of long-distance biking, swimming, and running. One of the pioneers and historians of the sport of triathlon is Bob Babbitt. Bob is one of the original people who did the Ironman race when it was just this small, silly thing being run on Oahu Island in Hawaii back in the 1980s. But being one of the original and crazy Ironman isn't the only reason Bob Babbitt is in both the American and Ironman Halls of Fame for triathlon. He's also one of the people behind the highly successful Competitor Magazine and Rock and Roll Marathon series. He's also responsible for raising over $80 million for charity as the founder of the Challenged Athletes Foundation. In the next few episodes of FitSpeak, we'll be spending some time listening to the stories and the messages that bob babbitt brings to the sport of triathlon the business world and the game of life and the fact that bob uses pop tarts as part of his race fueling strategy is just a bonus we call this series bob's bits and in this installment babbitt tells us about the founding of his competitor magazine empire how triathletes may be a bit different than roadies and what the main function of a great triathlon club really is.
3: And that led to relieving teaching and going to work for Mike Plants at what was then Running News, and I had convinced him to change it to Running a Triathlon News, because uh, this based on the sport with 100 people doing it, this is going to be a huge sport. Absolutely. Gigantic. So, Running a Triathlon News, and then uh, Mike left the company, and I became the editor of Running a Triathlon News, and then in April of 87, they closed the magazine now, right? And the guy had bought the publication, and basically collected all the money that was out and closed the doors. Hmm. So my, uh, the art teacher from the school, Will Schwartz, and my, myself, the art teacher from the school, had become our photographer and left teaching the same time I did to become a photographer running triathlon. And so in, um, after the running triathlon was closed, I went and met with two different uh, publishers of cycling magazines, one called California Bicyclist, one called Southern California Cycling were also free publications. I said, guys, if we did a magazine that combined running and triathlon and cycling, I think it could be very popular. Now, was this uh, a free publication? Or yeah, it was, okay. free publication. And I went to you know, both of them with the same pitch, and both of them were like, listen, we'll never put a skinny runner on the cover of the magazine. Triathlon's a fad. It'll be gone in five <laughs> years. And so I said... Non-believers. Non-believers. I came back to San Diego and. Some of our advertisers and friends called most of the meeting and gave us a check for seventeen thousand dollars and said, "Go start your own magazine." And
0: that's when Competitor was born. That yeah.
3: was Competitor, so we were in. Underneath twenty thousand pounds of bike racks in a in a guy's garage, uh, two hundred square feet. We paid two hundred dollars a month. Didn't pay ourselves our first year and a half.
0: What did you eat?
3: I lived on friends' floors. Yeah. I lived off the of savings, and but we had this. I mean, I didn't know that ninety-five percent of all magazines go out of business the first year. Sometimes ignorance is bliss. Yeah. We. Did what was in our heart, and we believed in endurance sports. And so every single weekend, Lois and I would drive to LA or drive to San Diego and cover running and triathlon yeah. and cycling events. And bit by bit, we grew it from one magazine to 11, around uh, 11 editions. Different communities later. around America. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The whole idea of regionality, we had to change perceptions. The perception was that a free magazine is a throwaway. It's a you know penny saver. It's not worth anything. And I had it be, somehow. We needed to get national advertisers to believe in what we were doing, yeah. so I could take my magazine and lay it down next to Runner's World or Outside Magazine, and it could look exactly the same. Same type of photography, same type of great editorial, but their mentality was, well, it's free. There's no value. So the way we changed that was to think about what else is free in this country. What's free is when you turn on television, ABC, CBS, and NBC are free. Do they have less value than ESPN because that's cable and subscription? Yeah. So, Runner's World and Outside Magazine was subscription Yeah. They were 600,000 circulation. We, Competitor, were half a million
1: circulation, we are free. So is there more
3: value? Because there' subscription, and some Boy Scouts going door to door selling subscriptions and you're doing it and you just check a box and you're getting a magazine you don't want, or somebody going into Jamba Juice to pick up my magazine and realize that, you know what, what's this thing called a 5K? You know, we need it to grow our sport and, you know, to me, the whole idea was, in the very beginning, I wanted more people to know about how great sports are and how they are cathartic, how they change lives for the better and you don't need any special skills. If you're a basketball player, you've got to be tall. If you're a football player, you've got to be big and wide and fast. If you're a triathlete, if you head up, if you wore arm floaties as a kid, if you had a paper route and you played capture the flag, you have have a skill set. You don't need to have any skill, right? If you swim, bike, and run a little bit on a regular basis, you are get good. You're going to get
1: through it. You're going to get through it.
3: Yeah. And that's what it's all about. And then when you get through it, you're going to realize what else you're Mm-hmm. And you become a better employer, a better employee, a better, uh, better parent, a better spouse. Everything about you improves because of the success you have during sports. And when I say success, it's just getting the finish line. Because early on, I made it a point, I handed out 3,000 copies of a competitor every single month. Personally. Personally. Because I wanted the feedback from my reader. Plus, I wanted that person in the early days, people would be like, Competitor, uh, that, that no, no, I'm not a competitor. Yeah, I I'd be like, What do you mean? This, this well, right, that means elite athlete, right? Like, no, What competitor is uh, you're, you're here at five in the morning to, to run a 5k or walk a 5k, you're competing with yourself to make yourself better.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: You're a competitor. You are totally who I'm targeting with this match. Oh, well, I didn't know well,
0: that's. So, that's that was an important yeah, thing that you did because there could be perspective, you know, changes, differences. And the
3: other thing, the, the, the style of distribution back then was, you we need to be in all the running stores and all the bike stores. And my mentality was, that's great to be in those places where you're. Predictable. But how often you're a hardcore runner? Where do you go to your running store four times a year? You don't go every day. Yeah. You don't go every week. You go when you need a pair of shoes. So we're missing that person eight times a year. Eight issues a year, they don't see it. But so you. But you come out. to a coffee
0: shop every day.
3: We go to Jamba Juice. we have a place here called Rubio's. And Ralph Rubio, we did a thing with Ralph where I had a rack in all his stores. And it was California's Fittest Food, California's Fittest Magazine. Uh-huh. And he was, he was launching a Health Max med- menu. And the whole idea was to get people coming in going, you know, the average. Person. If they're 20 pounds overweight, they're not hiring a personal trainer, right? They're going, okay, you know what? I'm going to start by instead of a Whopper for lunch, I'll have a smoothie or I'll have something from the HealthMax menu. So they go in there and then they see competitors, and then they see what's this thing called a 5K. Once they put a number on it, we got them. Yeah. yeah, they're in our world. They're committed. They're committed, yeah. and they're, we know they're going to have a great experience. And that, that experience is life altering. And it's gonna change your lives, so and now they're part of our family. You saw the people last night. At Absolutely, cycling. yeah. You can tell. So many first
0: timers, so much enthusiasm, um, not knowing what they're doing, and really loving that as well. I mean, they're on just like you were when you, you know, exactly. were getting ready. Uh, it's the start of this crazy
3: journey. Well, and the important part is the inclusion aspect, because what I've seen over time, if you look at the cycling world, right? A lot of times, your cyclists. You go for a ride and you're a brand new guy, right? You get a flat, nobody's waiting for you. They're there, they're competing with you. They're not welcoming you. And early on with the Tri Club, we had a president by the name of Jim McCann, who unfortunately passed away a number of years ago. But what was great about Jim was he was very inclusionary. And I remember one of the club members was trying on a wetsuit. And he put his wetsuit on inside. (laughs) And it could have been one of those things where he comes out of the bathroom and everybody's pointing and laughing. And Jimmy just walks over quietly and puts his arm over his shoulder and says, there's another way to do that. Let me mm. show you. <laughs> that, to me, summed up what triathlon has been about and what this club has been about is welcoming. We want everybody to enjoy the same excitement of our sport that we have. We want them to understand that triathlon is about you, right? Is when you turn 50 years old as a runner, the odds are you're not going to be running faster than you ran at 40, right? If you've been running
0: that long, absolutely. Right? Yeah.
3: So when you get into triathlon, you find that you can run less. And you can run forever. So there's no reason you can't be doing the stuff when you're 70, 80, 90 years old. Yeah. And by going to events on the weekends, it keeps you young. Because
0: there's all sorts of young. People. Yeah. And, and it's not just about the racing. I mean, the reason we have a triathlon club in Abbotsford, and we do a lot of research and surveys. It's it's primarily the social aspect. Doing what doing what you guys did last night. Doing what we do once a month. You know, uh, coffee with the coaches. We have meetings with you know just. We have the series called Triathlon 101, so, Perfect. so many people yep. don't know how to change their tires yet. So, we, we uh, for example, we went to a winery, well, why not have it in a place where you can kind of kick fat, bring your bike, you know, uh, and yeah, such a, such an important part is the, is the social aspect. Absolutely. I mean, think about it, you're,
3: the reason you stay in the sport is because you go ride with your buddies, you run with your buddies, you swim in a master's program, the social aspect is everything.
0: And here's the fit tip of the week. Hey, have you ever seen one of those people while you've been working out in the gym? You know who they are hair perfectly in place, perfectly coordinating clothing, shoes, and iPhone case. Seems it's always an iPhone case. They're on the exercise bike or treadmill with the latest edition of Vogue, Hello Canada, or Fitness is just going to happen to me if I sit here long enough magazine. Ah yes, them people. We scoff at them because we know that after about 40 or 50 minutes at the Abbotsford Rec Center, they're blasting off to the Starbucks in the Seven Oaks Mall, where they'll pull out that iPhone to pay for that 900 calorie caramel frappuccino. Hold the whip, please, because I'm on a diet. Yeah, we're all pretty special. Not like them at all, because we swim or bike or run. Yeah, we're legitimate. But maybe, just maybe, it's time to get off our high horses as well, even if that high is endorphin-fueled. The reason that we, the all-knowing fitness junkies, scoff at those people is because they're not doing anything. Treadmill set at zero incline, or worse, sauntering around at two and a half miles per hour, or in the water, just floating there like some lethargic sea otter after a feed of phileo fish. The problem with them, of course, is about their lack of intensity when they work out. But are we also guilty of that? Because, as we all know, there is a difference between simply exercising and training. And if you are one of us people who's always hammering your workouts in the pool, or always running at the same pace, or cycling that same route at the same speed, you may be just as guilty as that iPhone-toting person. You may be just exercising as well, albeit your sweat stains might be a lot bigger and you are burning more calories. But you're still not getting the best training effect that you could or enjoying the secondary benefits of high-intensity work. According to the latest Gabe Merkin Health and Fitness e-magazine, researchers at the Mayo Clinic compared high-intensity aerobic interval training, resistance training, and combined training in a group of 72 men and women between the ages of 65 to 80 years old. All three training types reduced body fat, increased sensitivity to insulin to help control blood sugar levels, and increased the amount of protein in muscles. However, they showed that only high-intensity aerobic training led to improvement in two of the most important markers of the aging process. The maximal ability to take in and use oxygen, that's your VO2 max, along with mitochondrial functioning in muscles. It's that maximal ability to use oxygen that gets you faster and turns you into an Ed Whitlock, a Mikey Ross, or a Milos Kostic. Without going into all the specific details such as the Krebs cycle and glucosis, the thing to remember is to not do all your workouts at the same intensity. So instead of swimming an all-out thousand meters in the pool and calling it done, instead do a sensible 10-minute warm-up and then blast out a series of 20-50 meter repeats. Take as much time as you need after each 50 to catch your breath and do it again and again and again. And you can apply the same principles to your running or cycling workouts. Warm up, hammer hard, recover, hammer hard. Kind of sounds like the Wednesday night crits at the Mission Speedway. And as we've said before, plenty of times it's not all about the cardio. In order to have a well-balanced body, those trips to the weight room should not be neglected either. You can slow your loss of muscle strength as you age by using weightlifting to increase the size and the strength of your muscle fibers. The key to enlarging each muscle fiber is to exercise it enough against resistance to cause minor muscle damage. When each muscle fiber heals, it becomes stronger, an obvious concern as we all get older. For more details on weight training and high-intensity training, check out our Fit Tip Links page on the Fitspeak homepage.
1: And that's it for another edition of Fitspeak. This week I'd like to thank my co-host Kevin Hines, Bob Babbitt from Babbittville.com, Phil Ellis from Peninsula Runners, and F2C for our Instagram contest giveaway.
0: Just one more reminder of the TriJoy Cultus Lake Training Camp on June 10th and 11th. Check out the TriJoy link on our Fitspeak homepage.
1: Join us next time when we'll hear the memories and reflections from Joni Kran. She's the Port Moody cyclist who went to last year's Rio Olympics.
0: We'll also have
1: winners from the
0: Heritage to Tahatsik race and mission, along with the winners of our very first Fitspeak F2C Instagram contest.
1: And as always, we'll have our upcoming event schedule and Fit Tip of the Week. Thanks again for listening. For Kevin Hines, I'm Kevin Watt. Bye for now.